This is the Robert's Wish Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Nicholas. I'm really interested to understand a little bit more about uh, your personal experience with bullying. Okay. My personal experience with bullying, it was mostly uh, emotional and mental, uh, social acceptance type of uh, bullying. Um, it wasn't, it never really came to anything physical in terms of like punching, uh, none of that kind of stuff. It was just all, uh, like I said, mental, emotional, and social bullying for, oh, wow, probably for at least four years from max to seven. It was mostly from seventh grade to uh, graduation of uh, senior year. And you say that that was, it was more, it was emotional. So it was, it was more emotional, um, you know, not, it didn't get physical with the, you know, with, with, you know, punching and that type of thing. Yes, exactly. It, it wasn't. So for example, from pre-K to sixth grade, uh, I went to the same school. All the students went to school with each, you know, grew up together. So there wasn't really much of, it was less friends, more family environment, at least for, for my grade group. And so there wasn't, nobody really experienced bullying or if we were teasing each other, it was all out of like sibling type of teasing. Um, but when I left that school, graduated from sixth grade to move on to a new school, um, I was in a completely different type of environment in terms of ethnicity and economic background. Uh, I, for pre-K to sixth grade, it was mostly predominantly uh, African-American. And from seventh grade to 12th, it was a wide variety. Uh, like for example, uh, there was, I never went to school with Asians before, Jewish people, um, other Otherwise, I think I had a couple Middle Eastern students as well. Uh, so it, it was, like I said, a lot of things that come with just that. Oh, yes. It, it comes with uh, just the social acceptance of being part of the group. So if you don't mind me asking, what, what type of, of events took place in this, in this bullying scenario? They would accuse me of being, quote unquote, not... Hmm, not black enough. Oh, wow. Meaning, uh, you're, so you're in London, so I don't know if this is the same for over there, but at least, for, at least in Los Angeles, um, growing up in the inner city, there's like a stereotype of what, how black people should act. And I didn't fit that mode. Like, I loved video games, cartoons, wasn't really big into clothes. I talked proper. I pronounced all my words. Uh, and all the letters. Um, I didn't have clothes baggy or anything like that. Um, so basically, I was acting like how they didn't think I would act. And so I was kind of ostracized for not acting stereotypically black. That must have been incredibly difficult because I'm, I mean, I'm quite shocked, to be honest, um, that, that, that actually, I mean, I've heard of it taking uh, taking place, but um, to hear that um, you know that you were bullied for for not being you know black enough, that's that must have been very difficult for you to um, to to deal with. How, how did you how did you cope with that? 
I never dealt with that before because I was I went and I was going to school in mostly a predominantly black thing, a black location. Um, basically for my whole growing up until I left. So I didn't really know what acting black meant because there's, to me, no such thing as acting black. You act who you are. Yes, you are who you are. Yeah, exactly. To other ethnicities and races, they're pretty ignorant to it. So I don't want to say it's racism because it, it wasn't like typical racism, but it was in a way kind of racism that they thought I would act a certain way, but I wasn't. If I wasn't acting that way, they would completely just like make fun of me. like. Uh, I was called an Oreo. An Oreo is basically a black person who's white on the inside, just like the cookie. <laughs> um, I was called, I uh, didn't even know what this meant until we read it in a book, but an Uncle Tom. That's a black person that acts white as well. Um, I, I was called, you know, the regular stuff like nerd or whatnot, but for the most part, it was mostly those things of saying that you look black, but you're not acting black. And so that kind of made me not really accept, accept it at first. I was, you know, uh, kind of ashamed a little bit of being black. And I really cared a lot about, um, about being accepted so much that I, I was doing things that isn't really my character. So uh, I would start, uh, I would start, <laughs> I would start doing homework for people um because i just wanted them to you know like me i would buy them food with like my own lunch money because i wanted them to like me i wanted to be a part of the group um so that's why i say it wasn't really more physical it was more social emotional mental bullying because i didn't even like i didn't like being black i i, I really didn't until after a point it it just it didn't matter to me anymore and that kind of kicked in around uh, 10th, 11th grade that I just, it was ridiculous. Like these people who I um, trying to impress, uh, they're only using me for their benefit while, while they're still not accepting me because I'm not being black. And even the black kids that, that went to the school said the same thing about me. That in itself, it, it, it's it's difficult when you know even even the you know the, the the black kids at the school were, you know were were treating you the same way. And um, how how did you how did you cope with that? What what were your coping mechanisms to to, to cope with that while you were at school? Well, my coping mechanisms was to kind of immerse myself in with whatever I was doing. I was never a, I was never a harmful person to myself or anybody else. Um, in terms of, you know, outlash emotionally. I just mostly just fo focused on studies um, and I was heavily into sports. So I focused on sports in my studies and uh, that was like my escape from not really knowing my identity of who I am and who do I fit in with. Um, my, my, my friend group that I did have, they kind of were the social outcasts of of everybody, um, but they were comfortable and knew themselves. I didn't, I wasn't comfortable and knew myself that well. Um, you know, I, I changed the way I dressed to kind of fit in, even though I didn't like the clothing, I, I changed the way I dressed. I uh, didn't work. I begged for a certain type of cell phone for my parents and I got it. It didn't work. Um, tried to go out a little more 
to to blend in with the crowd and the crowd they were doing stuff that i know i didn't want to do like uh drugs and being out late and just getting into a lot of social problems so i was trying to fit in with that instead of just trying to develop myself in in a way me developing myself was immersing myself within my schoolwork and my sports and i kind of just shut off on people I, i didn't really try to make friendships because i didn't think that they were real you hear about all sorts of different types of of bullying but you know and this this is this is certainly one of one of them and i think you know now that you've you've come through it um and what you know looking back on that what what lessons or what what do you take from from that um, experience that you have obviously you've come through it you're a stronger person because of it um you, you know you're you're a confident a confident person because of what you went through yeah what 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 else do you take from that experience i mean um from from being bullied in that way i mean that that is that's a, a really tough type of bullying that is because it's not it's it's not it's not physical you can't you can't do anything about it it's very much about you know being told that you're not black enough how, how you know thinking back now what have you you know what have you taken from from it what i take from that is kind of cliche just be yourself but it's it's little e- it's a little easier said than done because if you're trying to fit in, you don't really know yourself. Uh, so I guess I just say just own up to what you like and what you don't like because there's a lot I like a lot of things that isn't necessarily within one group. Um, I like things that are quote unquote black. I like things that are quote unquote white. I like things that are quote unquote Asian. Um, and instead of trying to fit into one group just just do you just be yourself and don't put too much stock in having social acceptance because at the end of the day me personally might not be the right thing to do but social acceptance growing up isn't always necessarily the best thing to have no we've got to you know we've got got to grow up you know feeling proud of who we are and we certainly don't all fit into the stereotypical of, of you know um of 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 race or what 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 have it we are who we are regardless of you know our you know our um, nationality our race um at the end of the day we we are who we are and we should you know be encouraged to be proud and to to express that um but i i don't think that that happens enough today is to is to is to be encouraged to to just be proud of of who you are and not be um held back by some you know some um perception of uh, of of who you should be because of um a demographic exactly it's funny because uh I, we want to begin a little too deep into what you wanted to get into but currently right now I'm engaged to an African American woman but I thank you thank you but uh I wasn't into African American women because to be honest with you those were one of the main ones that did make fun of me and did ostracize me because I wasn't black enough and a black women they want black men but they don't want skin color black men they want a black man that acts black and acting black but growing up meant you have to be kind of kind of thuggish a little bit kind of tough kind of rough uh that's kind of have to have a, a little little swaying to your accent gotta have i guess well what they say you gotta have swag you know gotta have some kind of thing to you but 
it had to be like a black swag. I had confidence in myself, but confidence in doing what I love to do and, and, you know, and doing things that interested me. And so, uh, you know, that, that kind of bullying, it did affect how I made relationships to with certain people and how I even have relationships now as an adult. Like, I don't have many friends, which is fine. I don't, I don't need a lot of friends. But, I, but the friends I do have, they're, I know for sure they're my friends. And I have a wide variety. I have my black friends who I've known since pre-K. And that's the thing. The friends I have, I've known for a while um, that are black. I've known them since pre-K. So we grew up together like my brothers. But my, but my other friends um, that I've made in college, um, they're not black. I don't have a single black college friend because of my of just what I've gone through in terms of that kind of bullying. And that even goes, that, that same bullying even applies to college a little bit. You would think educated people would act different, but they really don't. True. In, in a lot of cases, they, they don't. So it's, um, it doesn't come down to education. It comes down to how the person, you know, how the person is confident in themselves. And um, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. You know, you, with the confidence in who you are, you don't need to have a university university degree to be as com- you know the most confident. By no means at, at all. No, I mean if half of the if you if you think about the those university or college graduates, you know, you've got a lot of very insecure um, graduates that are that that are um, coming out of of universities these days about still questioning themselves because it's expected for them to go to university or to college. Um, so I think it really comes down to that person, that individual themselves. So I, I take my hat off to you because I think, um, you know, what you've gone through, that that was, you know, in, difficult in itself. It's not like anyone can see that you're being bullied. You know, if it's different when it's physical bullying. It's, it's, it's just as bad, but people can actually see what's happening. Whereas when it's, it's, it's you know, um, psychological, when it's, it's more emotionally based, you can't always see it, and and from what I've from what I've learned from speaking to you for the last um, you know twenty minutes half an hour, um, you've come through it much stronger, very confident. You know who you are, and and I think that's a huge credit to to you. Yeah, yeah. I I, I honestly I just stopped caring about other people's opinions, like that. That's all it comes down to, you know. Uh, Everybody reacts differently to to bullying. Some people internalize it. Other people um, let it roll off their shoulders. Other people, um, I guess, out outlash is that the word, or they they, they react out to it. But I, I guess I fall into the category of let it roll off your shoulders after a point, because it's it's really it's really not. At the end of the day, you're born alone. By, I mean, by, by yourself. You're born alone and you die alone. Like, you're not dying with anybody else. If you die, you're the only one that dies. So, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter fully what people think of you. Because if you try so much to be socially accepted, when things get tough, those people that you want to accept you aren't going to be there for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. It's 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 those people that, you know, that, that saw you for who you are 
and and I'm not I don't like the word accepted, but you know we're we're friends with you because of who you are, not because of who they think you should be based on a demographic. Um, that's just you know th- those are the people, those are the gems. You know you find uh, in life that 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 you you only have a, a real you know limit amount of real friends. And those are the types of people that actually see you for you, not for a uh, a demographic. And that's a message that we are, you know, we're very passionate about with Robert's wish is, is to empower and to encourage the youth, um, of today with all the different difficulties that's going on with the social pressures and the social media and everything to be, to be comfortable and to be proud of who they are. There's not another person on this planet who is exactly like them. And to be, you know, to be proud of being different, to be proud of being themselves and, you know, and empower them to, to, to be, to show that they're proud and to feel that pride. It's difficult. It's not something that's easy in, in a lot of cases, but with the right encouragement and the right support, um, you know, they, they can, they, they can do that. They can feel comfortable and proud of who they are and celebrate their differences. And that's what we should be doing. You know, as a society is, is celebrating is getting people to celebrate those, those differences and, and not putting people in boxes, you know, because you're blonde haired, blue eyed, you're in that box because you're South African, you're in that box. You know, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, and it's interesting is because, uh, it, it, at least for a man, it, it goes into the social acceptance goes into, um, partners or relation or you know, emotional relationship romantical statuses and um i have not had many probably actual relationships i probably had two and that's because them i'm obviously marrying the, the, the one uh, out of the two um but out of the out of the two that i had you know they accepted me for me um and it's 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 just important to be able to understand that you're going to be a, you're going to attract people um, that like you for you because you like yourself, and that's one thing that my uh, fiance says about me is that no matter what happens or what you do or what I say what she says to me, that I'm always going to be confident in myself and accept myself for me and accept others, and that and and that's what. That's what people need to know is that if you accept yourself, obviously you're going to accept others. But if you can't accept yourself, you're going to be looking at, you're going to have like barriers to accept people because people aren't, you don't accept yourself for what you are. Yeah, exactly. She, she's very, she's a very clever woman, your fiance. She's hit the nail on the head. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. I bet. <laughs> she's hit the nail on the head. A very wise woman. And I think, uh, you, you know, what you've said is, is, is beautiful and just completely captures everything um you know you know a beautiful part of of being ex, you know being yourself and being proud of who you are and it's a great message to send out to not only to youth but to everyone in general i mean um there's a lot of you know adults out there that are still struggling to love themselves um, or to ex, you know to to accept themselves and that's um that's a really nice way of thinking about it yeah, that's why I'm marrying her. She's she's amazing. <laughs> that's lovely. That's lovely. Well, please send her our regards from from Robert's wish. I think you're going to talk to her later today. Actually, what's her name? 
We did have another interview on that was coming on. Um, her name was Ava. Eva? Oh, that's her. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's she's postponed. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Nicholas, for joining us on Robert Switch Podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you, and um, we wish you all the best in your upcoming wedding. Robert Swish is an online community against bullying for both youth and parents. Visit www.robertswish.org.